0: I'm Cutter Calloway.
1: I'm Tamisha Tyler. I'm Marsha Lee. And I'm Joyce Del Rosario.
0: Thanks for joining our Progressive TV Dinner, an audio series where we gather around a meal to talk TV, theology, gender, race, and of course, food. This season, we're discussing the Canadian sitcom that is new to Netflix in the U.S., Kim's Convenience. Today's meal is brought to you by the Asian American Center at Fuller Theological Seminary. see us. We're here at Joyce's Abode and you have laid before us a, a, a bounty. Oh. Uh, you want to walk us through what we're eating?
1: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, this is typically Filipinos would would serve to, to non-Filipinos adobo first, um, but this is next level conversation so it deserves next level food. Oh, <laughs> so, um, but I did bring in the lumpia which is our basic like entry-level Filipino food. So I have uh, lumpia over here um, not to be mistaken for the turun over there, which is, mm-hmm. there's plantain egg rolls in there, um, but that's for dessert. Mm-hmm. For our main dish we have sinigang, which is a tamarind-based soup, um, oh shoot, I forgot to put jalapenos. Anyway, it's sour, um, with pork spare ribs in, and mustard greens, tomatoes, and onions, um, and green beans. And then we have bangus, which is milk fish, and it's marinated in vinegar as well this like fatty part in the middle is one of the best parts oh. that it's it's the belly fat and it's awesome it's like it really is awesome. just scarily good and then we have yeah just some dried mangoes and some uh, turun for dessert mm. and rice of course White of rice. course, on top of banana leaves because we're in california and i can get that pretty easy for about a couple bucks and nice. it just makes for a nice decoration yeah, i know really nice. but typically in the philippines uh, like really traditional you would eat with your hands mm-hmm. Um, But, I mean, they don't do that as much anymore, so we eat with spoon and fork, which I didn't realize was a weird thing outside of non-Filipino places, but normally you use the spoon and fork and you just kind of use the fork to gather up a perfect bite of everything, and then then you have your Mm rice-to-meat ratio. Mm -hmm. You can pour the soup in the bowl and then put the rice in, which is what I do sometimes, or you can eat it separate, or however you want to do it, it's up to you. Cool. And, yeah, that's
0: it. But, but we are, the rice is, the, the recommendation is it's all in, right? Uh, in the soup. The,
1: just the rice and the soup, but the, this should yeah, be yeah. done separately nice. with the rice, the cool. bungalos and the lumpia separate, so. Right. Cool. Sweetness.
0: Yeah. Now what, you had said you were, normally don't serve this to non-Filipinos, is that what you had said?
1: You uh, said you it were, wouldn't be my first dish that yeah. I would serve to non-Filipinos. Only
0: because you want, it, we need an easier like on road the the something.
1: sour flavor of tamarind mm-hmm. isn't like a typical american right so like mm-hmm. adobo is soy sauce and vinegar so those are familiar flavors and it's like chicken and pork mm-hmm. and stuff so it's a little more familiar to an american palate mm-hmm. or a non-filipino palate but the tamarind i think while it's completely comfort food for filipinos right it's i think we were talking about yeah, it before, yeah. marcia right like we're, you never know how people are going to react to your food right mm-hmm. and so we kind of keep it closed like this is like, our family, <laughs> like this is our secret like like thing that we don't share all the time oh, cool. but it's one of my favorites wow
0: well thank you looks delicious to me yeah Yay. all right who's gonna start
1: oh anyway just start with okay. whatever's in front of you and we can or we can save yeah, let's just save just the turn for, for later oh yeah that so was little my little question
0: like, so yeah. you normally you put dessert out with it at the beginning
1: oh no i was just trying to make the oh, okay. feast look like a feast and that's good it does not <laughs> And then when you're ever you're ready you can just eat it all right
2: it.
0: good yeah
1: mm. Ooh, it's crunchy i can tell yeah nice mm. yes i'm redeeming the lumpia because i served you soggy lumpia this episode and that was mm-hmm. terrible mm-hmm. and shaming to oh. wrap this my family fish with the spoon. i know i know maybe we can use you can just use your fork too if you
3: need
0: to and then you said tabisha had a bad experience with this fish well no
3: yeah, i actually used to love it. it and there was a day that they did they cooked filipino food her and a friend of ours myra and I wasn't able to come. Mm. And so, I she made me a plate, mm-hmm. which had the adobo and all that, but I didn't get a chance to get the fish. Oh, and then the first you time- You didn't have rice with the fish. The first time I had, had the fish, fish. I didn't yeah. have rice, but I still just ate the whole thing because yeah. it's
0: amazing. So. Thank you. That is some good fish. Yeah. Mm. This, this Yeah, that,
1: that's 2.0, I that, you won't- <laughs> That's, bonus is, is another, it's that strong flavor that's not familiar mm-hmm. to the American palate, but mm-hmm. it's- it's kind of addictive,
0: it ask me. It is. Um, I like it. So, speaking of American palates, mm-hmm. and the Filipino palate, mm-hmm. I know you had wanted to uh, talk about representation oh. of Filipinos, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And it's, I mean, again, we keep speaking metaphorically of food, but kind of you mm-hmm. saying the introductory foods,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I mean, there's this interesting thing of, like in television or media, that... The American palette is assumed to be, well, I mean, there's, this, there's some generic American palette. Mm-hmm. And everyone sort of pretends, or not pretends, but tries to uh, accommodate to mm-hmm. that. Either because they have to, mm-hmm. or because they feel like they should, or they're trying to like recruit people. I, I don't know what it is, but at the end of the day, what, what happens is you get sort of a bland version mm-hmm. of the real deal.
1: Mm-hmm. Or and, a hybrid.
0: Or a hybrid. Maybe not a hybrid, bland yeah. all
1: the time. But... Yeah. I mean, that's how you get General Tso's chicken. That's how you that's get, good point. right?
0: Yeah. It's it's not bland, but it's just well, different from anything you would see on mainland China. There was that's, something yeah. either I think Tamisha or sure, Marshall and me on um, on the development of like when hipsters started using was it kimchi, but there was something where was that you talking yeah. about a, a different aesthetic appropriation or gentrification? Mm-hmm. And but it was not as not pungent's not the right word, but they they took the flavor down a few notches mm-hmm. they so tamed it, it in a sense they tamed to appeal it, tamed to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. more people buying it yeah to this palette and right. then it became the sort of standard of what it taste like mm-hmm. and it actually wasn't reflecting the the original thing mm-hmm. um, and that's uh, so it, mm-hmm. it it was hybrid but in a sense it, it's sort of like a pale reflection of the that original like a watered thing. down yeah or watered have, down yeah. and i guess it's true some hybrids you have to so that flavors can mix mm-hmm. but then there's also that case where it really is watered down and you're right. saying this isn't a good mm-hmm. this isn't a good demonstration or representation of mm-hmm. what i'm going for so i wonder like is that <laughs> how does that sit with being a Filipino woman and then seeing various representations of Asian American characters on TV, mm-hmm. playing various types, yeah. uh, and then specifically at Kim's convenience. Or yeah. Kim's convenience.
1: Well I think that the the idea started out with um the actor that plays um Kimchi mm-hmm. and um Feng, his last name is Feng, I'm blanking out on his first name right now. Andrew, Andrew. Andrew funk yeah. And so he is half um, Vietnamese, half Chinese. Mm-hmm. I, I looked up kind of his background, and, and
0: was, 100% funny. And 100%. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean he's mm-hmm.
1: he's great. His 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 comedic timing and mm-hmm. his delivery, I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. But I think it's he's an interesting character in there because mm-hmm. one to even name him Kimchi already mm-hmm. like wow. like over characterizes it, right? It mm-hmm. already it's like i don't know any korean i i wouldn't go by adobo like hello Mm -hmm. i'm not trying to be like lumpia right like Mm -hmm. so calling someone kimchi is like it's an interesting nickname that they chose for him Mm -hmm. um and then on top of it like i was listening listening to the way he speaks korean i'm like man he speaks Korean. like you can hear the accent like the Mm -hmm. english Mm -hmm. accent in there or the canadian accent Mm -hmm. and um and then come to find out oh he's not korean so that that makes sense Mm -hmm. and so there's there's that that uh, g- cultural gap right? Mm-hmm. and and I don't know if I've, most people would notice that mm-hmm. but just because I have a lot of Korean friends I can kind of hear the English mm-hmm. accent in his Korean mm-hmm. and so it made me think about Filipinos who play non-Filipinos mm-hmm. on a pretty frequent basis like Lou Diamond Phillips is my favorite example because he's right. Right, he played La Bamba he yeah. played Ricky yeah. well, I didn't know he was Filipino
0: until so you brought this yeah, example he's,
1: up he's mm-hmm. half Filipino um, yeah. and like no one knows he's Filipino yeah. and, and mm-hmm. I think that's some of the problem at least for me is he, he plays that but he also played the King of Siam and in the King and I so he's mm. he's he ranges like Latino, he ranges Asian and that's pretty typical of the Filipino mm-hmm. sort of look or aesthetic, I guess. Mm. But it also means that we have no while we can adapt in a lot of different areas and mm-hmm. I think I think that's why I get along with so many different cultures so well is I'm adaptable. Mm-hmm. We have eastern, we have western, we, we kind of where everybody's everybody, mm-hmm. like the Latinos of Asian, the Blacks of Asia, the right? Everybody uh-huh. can kind of connect with Filipinos. But it also means that we have little to no identity of our own that we can really claim for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So people don't know Blue <coughs> Diamond Phillips is, is Filipino. People mm-hmm. don't always identify like Bruno Mars as Filipino, right? Yep. Maybe Hawaiian at best and Black appropriation <laughs> uh, on, on not-so-good days, right? So it's, it, it's frustrating to me as a Filipino because I want to be proud of my people, mm-hmm. but we don't have that identity in. We're in social media. I mean, we're in the media. We're in the arts. We're in movies and acting and writing. We're everywhere. I mean, I, I mentioned this yesterday off, off podcast. But like, Monique Lully is like one of the top wedding designers, mm-hmm. and she's hmm. French, but she's actually full Filipino from the hmm. Philippines. But she married, married a
0: Frenchman. She right. married
1: a Frenchman, and and. Unless you're Filipino and say, oh, yeah, yeah, she's one of us. It's like most people wouldn't know that. Right. Josina Torre is another designer that I believe is Filipino. So anyway, so there's, right, that I know my people because I'm always looking for my representation, even though they may not be always as known for who they are. And hmm. I think that might be a, a, a... It's a statement to me about our colonization. It's a statement to me about our identity. Hmm. It's a... I feel the responsibility to try and help define my people in the spaces that I have control of definition of, Mm -hmm. um, mainly right now academia. So Mm -hmm. if if I can write a Filipino-American theology, I want to because we haven't done that. And so Mm -hmm. I'm in the midst of talking to some other Filipino-American theologians about defining ourselves in this time Mm -hmm. and space before generations go by and we no longer exist. Mm -hmm. Because if we don't define ourselves, we will definitely disappear into assimilation. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's my, my real fear and, and, and a heart's cry is like, I don't want my people to disappear into assimilation, but that's the trajectory that, I, huh. that we go when we mm-hmm. represent other people and not ourselves. Sure. Do you think,
0: so like, I hear a lot of, let's say in the academy, for example, and I'm, I'm sure this is similar in any, in acting and everywhere else too although slightly different, is that there are some, and maybe it's a calling thing, where some want to say, I want to write, for example, like a Filipino Mm -hmm. theology. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, Others want to say, no, I just, I want to do theology or whatever, and I'm a Filipino. Like, quit trying to force me into this, like, oh, you're always doing... And, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm thinking, like, we all are always doing the whatever adjective theology Mm -hmm. (laughs) that we are, but is it, like... And maybe that gets back to the your potluck metaphor, where if the project of academics or theology is the whole meal, then each of us, in participating in that, are bringing our own sort of unique contribution to it. But it's when we say, this person who brings the turkey is doing theology. We're all doing other mm-hmm. stuff. So I, I guess my question is, as you kind of think about your, yourself and then as you're thinking about representation, where and when... Do you say, yeah, I wanna be a distinctly Filipino voice? And when do you say, I don't want people always yeah. uh sort of making me the Filipino in mm-hmm, the room. Mm-hmm. Does that question make sense?
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Both. Yeah.
1: I, I want both. I mean like yeah. I a hundred percent identify as an American, I a hundred percent identify as a Filipino, I a hundred percent identify as a woman, and there's never a point where I can't be one without the no. other. No. And so I want to be known as a missiologist or theologian or something in my own right, in the general dialogue of missiology or theology, mm-hmm. but I also want to be able to claim my context no.
0: mm-hmm.
1: as well as as well as claiming you know my womanness and my woman perspective in it, and so it's never a. I think at one point I, ch- I had to choose: mm-hmm. do I do culture or do I do yeah. Um, gender, and I think that happens a lot with particularly mm-hmm. people in the intersects right? or oh. intersectionality, yeah. where they have to choose which flag do they want to wave. Mm-hmm. And I, in the past couple of years, have finally gotten to the place where I'm like, no, I don't want to choose anymore. I will always be all of this all the time, yeah. and I, and I might use my voice in different yeah. ways in different spaces, yeah. mm-hmm. but I, I just no longer see a reason why I have yeah. to only carry one flag.
3: Yeah, I think part of that question, yeah. it's not a personal problem. I mean, it yeah. is. It's something you have mm-hmm. to work out personally. But I think to, to even have that question just reflects the notion that that you can't be both. Mm-hmm. That you can't be both the Filipino voice in the room right. and um, just a theologian or a missiologist that wants to study whatever it is that you want to study. Mm-hmm. That because there are discrepancies um, and things that are devalued, um, particularly with Theologies that are not of the dominant culture mm-hmm. It forces you, the, the burden On you to have to choose when it's like no It's right. a system problem yeah. and not a personal Problem right. like you shouldn't have to Worry about okay what flag is going to give me the job Or what yeah. <laughs> right, right. Um, It's a system yeah. problem yeah. Yeah. that If all of the theologies like your Theology weren't necessarily Mains and sides right. but were all things people Brought yeah. the question about Are you going to be a Filipino today mm-hmm. Filipino theologian or are you going to be just theologian Wouldn't be a question mm-hmm.
0: So, so what? And maybe I'm reading into it more than than is there. I, um, I'm. My question is born from just hearing some folks, specifically scholars of color, voicing that, saying like, I don't want to be, the the uh, whether it's a tokenization kind of a thing, mm-hmm. especially that. But but even just in general, like, no, I just I not just that sounds weird. Like I want to focus on New Testament Greek, right? Yeah. Um. Quit asking me to be the black man who studies New Testament. You know, that sort yeah. of thing. So what? What what are the dynamics going on there when when I'm hearing uh, people say that? Is it mm. is that another is that a separate issue or
1: I think it's so I I've seen I you know I've certainly seen that but people will choose to specialize where they want to specialize. Yeah. For me right now my dissertation is not ethnically based on my own ethnicity. No. It's actually more based African American than Latina. And so for me I realized if I continue to write and publish in those spaces that don't identify me as just filipina then that's where i'll get known Mm -hmm. but i also am writing on the filipino-american stuff and that's where i'll also get known but i'm also writing adolescent stuff because Mm -hmm. i know youth ministry really well Mm -hmm. and so it's really you know my advisor said it really well he was like you are what you publish Mm -hmm. so how whatever Mm -hmm. identity you want Mm -hmm. to be known for Mm -hmm. publish that and so i think that's what i've been carrying Mm -hmm. of all right then i'm going to do all the things i want to do and not Mm.
3: choose mm-hmm. yeah. I wrestle with that a lot that question too yeah. of no I don't want to just be the African American mm-hmm. theologian in the room and oh okay the African American theologian okay you can teach the black studies classes <laughs> great yeah. like, because it's this assumption yeah. that because I'm African American these are the only things yeah. mm-hmm. that are, it's still a regulation yeah. um, and it takes away my own agency of saying no this yeah. is what I want to do so if I was a black person that wanted to study Koine Greek and, mm-hmm. you know, or engineers and studies, yeah. like I have the agency to do that. Mm-hmm. Nobody questions um white people, especially yeah. white males when they do that. And if white males mm-hmm. were to study something like, you know, Filipino studies of black dealers, they get brownie points. Yeah. I get yeah. like, Oh well, that's not special. You're supposed to yeah. do that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I think it's still uh, it's still a systems mm-hmm. problem uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. and not a personal it's, it's yeah. we have to regulate it with it personally because the systems are mm-hmm. are unjust and out of balance yeah. so yeah. then we're forced to hmm. try to find ways to advocate our own agency um within that system and so mm. that's the limit i think you hear mm.
1: mm-hmm.
0: so have you guys heard of the uh what is it the writer um in hollywood it's basically uh, i can't remember the title of the it. inclusion writer? The inclusion writer. thank you um, <laughs> that's a
1: hashtag that i use sometimes
0: well it would it'd be similar i mean i wonder so one of the ways that for example Hollywood is addressing this is yeah. in media is to just write it into the contract. Mm-hmm, like yep. mm-hmm. you must represent <laughs> reality in this production, oh. both in, in the, the people who are putting it on and like creating it, but then also on screen, et cetera, et cetera. It makes me wonder if there should be essentially an inclusion writer in yeah. <laughs> these other realms. hundred percent. And I know we, we, we being the academy, talk a lot about that diversity, but it does get back to, it doesn't seem like it's written into the code in a way that basically forces you to do it. And then you have the people that are in power saying, no, we will actually not produce X unless such and such type of people are involved. You know? Mm-hmm. Um,
3: and how, and regulating how they're involved. Yeah, yeah right. that's important. That yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I assumed no one wanted the head of this fish yeah oh. go for it okay <laughs> like it's a
3: terrible assumption i know it's a terrible uh,
1: assumption so I, I wanted to offer it to you to
3: you but you took off the skin and i was like that's what i was i forgot about that part the skin oh yeah, is the best part? The skin? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. put me up with some yeah. skin yeah. That room. yeah it's amazing the skin
1: the belly all the things you think are yeah, not breakable. hmm the head
0: yeah. is there any bone in it that i should wear probably just uh, eat around okay. it. No, it out. I think it's been filleted.
1: It's fairly, fairly deboned you know? Yeah, okay. yeah. It's not too
0: bad. And I'll crunch down. And
1: if anything, it's deep fried, so you'll just crunch right through it in. hmm I can eat the head. Yeah, she, that's
3: what I was gonna say. If she can eat the head, then
0: So is this why it's doubly, triply, whatever offensive's not the right word, but like troubling when people not just not representing who they are, but then representing somebody else. Mm-hmm. And and it makes me Tamisha, I don't know if you want to talk about this concept um. on our podcast because maybe it's uh, stealing your thunder from when you publish on it. But <laughs> the notion of gentrification as opposed to appropriation oh. mm-hmm. is that sort of the realm we're in when it comes to um, this Filipino actor playing a Korean Canadian? He's not Filipino. Oh, I thought you said he was Filipino. No, He's no. Not no, Filipino. no, 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 no. He's Chinese uh, and
1: Vietnamese.
0: Chinese Vietnamese, okay. Yeah.
1: But just remind me and of all the yeah. People just r- okay, play okay. Other things. Yeah. So
0: this sort of phenomenon where you have people playing, um, mm. and in fact, I was uh, speaking with a woman graduated from Fuller, does a lot of stuff in disabilities work, and a similar kind of conversation when people who don't have intellectual or physical disabilities are playing people who do, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, and, and mm. in a sense, like yeah. stealing those jobs, <laughs> right? Um, and asking the question of like, well, why would you hire? A person who doesn't live in a wheelchair to play a person who does, you know these sort of things.
1: That Scarlett Johansson playing Asian. Yeah, yeah. Scarlett um, um, um,
0: Johansson play, played like Asian. Right? Stone. Stone, Stone yeah. played or uh, or, or uh, Tom. Was it? Didn't Tom Cruise? In, didn't he play a Japanese person in? Well, yeah, I yeah. The know, last, summer? Uh, last, last summer. Last Samurai. Was he? <laughs> was I think a lot time. of those
3: films, and even like because even <laughs> I think one of the Scarlett Johansson films, it was even that it was supposed to be like in the story. It wasn't. It was in a role for an Asian person. I'm not sure who was. Chinese, Japanese, or Korean. Japanese, yeah. But they tweak the script to accommodate her to be adopted, and to, so it's not just that she's assuming yeah. to be a person of Asian descent. They accommodated for, they her. Accommodated for her to fulfill that role, oh, God, which that never really happens hard. the other way. No. Yeah, so
0: like that, those sort <laughs> of examples seem to me like egregious, and we're like. Yeah, that's bad mm-hmm. and wrong. Let's not do that. Mm-hmm. It seems like something else is going on when um, someone who, let's say, is Vietnamese is playing someone who's yeah. Korean. Is it? well, Or is it the so, same thing or different?
2: Or is it bad? Because or like, is it even bad? Because he's yeah. getting a job, right? right? Exactly. So that's exactly. the other thing, because there's such a yeah. scarcity. So, right. like, we need to feel... Like, I'm happy if, like, people... Yeah. I mean, Rambo Park's funny Chinese guy and yeah. fresh off the boat, you know? So, right, right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so I know there's probably beef... Especially within the communities that it represents, like, oh, but that's not exactly right. Because, you know, we nitpick because unless we're perfect, we can't it, do it. But at right? least it's
3: something. It's something, yeah. right? Yeah. And
2: getting them in the door, so. Yeah. hopefully. Yeah. But
3: I mean, it's the same way when you think about certain, well, I guess it's a little more complicated when you think about African-American roles. Like certain people yeah. are, mm-hmm. you know, Haitian mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. Trinidad right. or right. from, you know, they're not necessarily, quote, unquote, African-American
1: yeah right right, yeah. right.
2: so like right. there's
3: all these different you know it, it mm-hmm. happens
1: because mm-hmm. I, I was thinking about that last night mm-hmm. i was like am i bothered by this exactly and i was like not so much because i the, the measurement that i used was yeah. a white guy can play different white guy roles yeah. mm-hmm. and i was like okay i can i can see that at least you know but but there is the other layer of mm-hmm. an assumption of all asians look alike mm-hmm. right. right that's <laughs> a that's a stereotype that carries and yep. it's People in our history, particularly for Asian Americans, mm-hmm. um, and there's this assumption of ho- this uh, hom- homogenous understanding of mm-hmm. what Asian is. Mm-hmm. And if you're South Asian, you de- we're, we're like, nope, we know we're not East Asian. So there's this Asian American yeah. understanding, mm-hmm. even though, you know, Southeast Asians and South Asians are like, we don't. Mm-hmm. You know, there's similarities, but yeah. it's not mm-hmm. the same. So there's right. different well, layers
0: of That's story. why I think find it so interesting. Again, as a character, I think he's funny and it's good, it works in the show. Mm-hmm. But as you've been raising these questions, why it's uniquely interesting that his name is Kimchi, <laughs> given this what, you know, Tamisha's been working on with how mm-hmm. kimchi itself mm-hmm. was used and appropriated mm-hmm. and you know. And hmm. and to me it gets back in some ways to that that economic question because if in media in particular it doesn't exist if there's not some audience to watch it, right? Mm-hmm. That, that that the economic forces are really in play. And the push, I think, in any sort of television is going to be to, can we get the widest, most generic audience possible, mm-hmm. right? And if that means casting someone who is generically palatable Mm -hmm. as the Asian character, Mm -hmm. I think the economic forces are always going to push in that direction. Mm -hmm. The challenge then is, so then you celebrate, okay great, we have this Asian American man who's got a great role and a great show, but then, you know, uh, some of the stuff I've read of Tamisha's where she's talking about Bruno Mars, for example, Mm -hmm. what's he doing? Tell me if I'm wrong in in interpreting what you're saying here, Tamisha, but it's not so much misappropriation of black culture, but it's a going into this space That This sort of cultural form was for a specific group of people and now by your presence. You've basically priced it out of range Mm -hmm. For the people that it was for and so that's where I wonder with an example like this where you go if really it's Economics is driving this in some ways. Yes, it's great that we have a good role Mm -hmm. but then at a certain point all of a sudden (laughs) Now the show itself, the representations are no longer. It's for people like me. It's no longer for originally the audience that it was for, Hmm. or not, or maybe it can do both. Maybe it can do both. That's. Is that a right interpretation of what you were saying, Tamisha? You. She's making a face. I make a lot more. Sure. Yeah,
3: I make lots of faces. Um. Yes, and yes, and. Um, I, I think a lot of the ways in which we think particularly about the Bruno Mars thing is not so much that he, he stepped in and th- things priced out. I think it, 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 it regulates the notion of what, one, there's a video where there's this big conversation about it, and one of the young women in the video says um, we want our black music from non-black bodies. Mm-hmm. And so it's a regulation of, you like the culture of the mm-hmm. thing? Like, we can enjoy mm-hmm. black music. We can go out mm-hmm. and have Korean barbecue. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the actual people, Hmm. um, it's Hmm. a different story. Hmm. And so it's the way in which certain cultural artifacts are um, monetized um, and are regulated for the general audience. So when we think about generic and we think about yes. general. What we're saying is white, uh-huh,
0: uh-huh. Mm-hmm. because
3: we're not we're not necessarily uh, like right. even in a div- in very diverse setting. Mm-hmm. We say generic or base or normal. Uh, no. we, we're talking about a certain type that we're looking to cater to, yeah. um, especially with the history of economics in this country. Yeah. And so I think that mm-hmm. it's not so much that Bruno Mars is like I'm going to come in like. Yeah. Bruno Mars is a perfect case of he's shown honor to you know his influences he always works with like so he's done like quote unquote all the things you would do to not appropriate and yet still there are all these conversations about whether or not his music is appropriating and I think it just hits on Mm -hmm. something totally different that he himself can't necessarily control and that's what I think we need to like Mm -hmm. that's what's kind of missing in the conversation Mm -hmm. is that kind of like that piece Mm -hmm. that rub where Mm -hmm. it's like the fact of the matter is, people look for themselves because it means a lot more to them that they specifically yeah. are represented. Yeah. Because it's fine for you to see, you know, oh, I got playing an Irishman, a Scottishman, oh. a thing, all these different mm-hmm. things, because it doesn't carry the weight of them never getting an opportunity again or of them not actually really having oh. the space to represent who they are. Mm-hmm. This is my, this could be... My yeah. one chance. Yeah. It shouldn't be, but the yeah. reality of it is. Yeah. So the stakes are higher. Yeah.
1: Can I... You, the, you you phrased it as the economics drive it a certain way. Mm-hmm. But if we really get down to the economics, it's who's making the decision about right. what the it's economics power. are, right? Yeah. So there's always power. So it was always like when, when Crazy Rich Asians came out, right? The, the idea was the economics aren't there. There aren't enough people that are going to watch an all-Asian cast, mm-hmm. which... And that was within the Asian community, mm-hmm. right, through social media whatever. It was like, people are buying out theaters because they're like, no, we're going to show you the economics is there, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. so-and-so who's deciding mm-hmm. it. But it had to take that kind of like community effort mm-hmm. from within to be able to blow it out of the box office the way it did. But it's it's because someone or someones are making a decision about what those economics are. So it's not really this like law of economics that's happening outside yeah. of someone's... Mm-hmm. you know purview yeah. like there's control and power mm-hmm. happening yeah. oh yeah
0: yeah yeah and i yeah hopefully yeah that's a good uh, correction I, I i didn't mean to imply otherwise but no, no. you're right and i just wanted to dig deeper i didn't yeah yeah didn't well and, that. and interestingly on on women as well there's an article uh just last year after the inclusion writer sort of came up and they were saying that the feedback from you know studio executives has always been well, we'd love to cast more women and have more <laughs> women directors, more people of color, but that just no one goes and sees those movies. You know oh, we can What are we gonna do, right? So Christian Bale becomes, <laughs> you know, Moses, right? Like, we couldn't find <laughs> anybody else. You know, be really good yeah, looking. Yeah. So, and, but then, and this article, this was a New York Times or LA Times. I can't remember which. And they went and they said, actually, it's not true. It's it's empirically false mm-hmm. that the highest box office um, films are increasingly and quite radically diverse. Mm-hmm. Um, that they're mm-hmm. not homogenous. And so the the article is all about like, okay, you all have been saying that it's it's like economics is yeah. this force, that, a non human force that just mm-hmm. operates in ways, but actually, it's just straight up sexist. Like you're right. just yeah. just flat out. Yeah. And mm-hmm. now they're going to be called out like now that we're presenting you the data more films like crazy rich Asians have come out mm-hmm. and you can't deny it now now please gentlemen which it's all gentlemen uh mm-hmm. making decisions please come back and tell us again that uh movies mm-hmm. don't sell so it's a great 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 point it's interesting though that that your your uh, example is good that it also takes some sort of ground up or bottom up movement Mm-hmm. to sort of shift those tides mm-hmm. like if we all just passively yeah. let it happen yeah the structures of power will always go in the direction of power okay. you've got to sort of like work against that grain
1: well and the, and the power leaves the people without power in like with the bruno mars thing where we're like no no he's this no he's this right and so it's like we're fighting because we we're just needing some sort of representation yeah. or claiming who we are because the power structures are not cleaning who we are. So it's like, then we do this infighting thing or whatever uh, on the sort of lower end of the power, you know, spectrum, Mm -hmm. because that's what we're left with. And so it's like, dang, that sucks. Like that's not... It pits us against each other. It pits us against Mm -hmm. each other. And really, I mean, that's why you get the, the immigrant communities or the low, you know, low income communities. That's like there's these racial clashes Mm because just because of that, Mm -hmm. because of all the things Mm-hmm. and then they're left with just each other going, great, I guess only one of us can win this game. <laughs> I mean, that's <laughs> what the <therapy laughs> does, right? right? Only one yeah. person
0: can win. Only one person can win, because it's a zero-sum game. Oh, and don't forget, the game is rigged. Whether we're talking about the media, the academy, or our own communities of faith, the question of who is represented and how is inextricably tied to who has the power. saying, you know, that this show's on Netflix mm-hmm. and Netflix pretty well known, they do not release their information. Like, you, yeah. we don't know. Net- Netflix knows. They have detailed information of everyone and how, they, and that's how they write their algorithms of suggesting more. You know, this stuff. Uh-huh. But you can't go and look and say, like, well, who is and how many people are mm-hmm. watching mm-hmm. Kim's yeah. Convenience? So they, they continue, ain't. they on purpose shield information from people so that they can keep the power. Wow. So mm-hmm. that if you know, if anything threatens Mm -hmm. those economics, they're gonna make Mm -hmm. the decisions, not the actual people on the ground who yeah. are wanting yeah. to see it.
2: Crazy Rich Asians was supposed to be on it I mean that was the offer Netflix oh, really? offered yeah. a crazy amount of money mm-hmm. just for that movie yeah. but mm-hmm. they turned them down because like, we want people mm-hmm. to go to the theater yeah. Yeah. that was a risk for them yeah. to do that yeah. right? and put it in the hands of the people and be like let's yeah. do this
0: right? and it's hard because yeah. uh, what is it Roma is the, the Quran movie um, yeah it's yeah. the, the, yeah, just, just, just came, I came <laughs> out and I just like it's amazing it's wonderful all this other stuff and I was talking to a colleague of ours Elijah davidson he's like i think his dad lives somewhere in a small town in west texas i want to say and he's like i love he's like i just love netflix when else in history could this you know i believe courant's mexican is that right I, to, I need to look that up sure. uh a oh,
2: non-alphonse yeah yeah yeah
0: <laughs> look we're, we're fact-checking we need our fact-checker but um a non-white non-american filmmaker um, making a film not mm-hmm. about uh white Amer- you know and what would be not even in English right and mm-hmm. in two other languages that really would be in these art house theaters yes. is it mm-hmm. in New York and LA he is Mexican, yes. Mexican? yeah and and, and Elijah's saying how amazing is it that my dad in a small town West Texas mm-hmm. can watch that tomorrow mm-hmm. and I mean 10 yeah, years ago I mean, impossible amazing. yeah so on the one hand I go wow this is awesome yeah. that we even can watch Kim's Convenience a Canadian mm-hmm. show mm-hmm. on the other hand I go Man, they own the world. Yeah, they do. 30% of all internet use in the globe is Netflix. Wow. Isn't
1: that amazing? That's
0: crazy. Wow. So that's... I, I just... I'm torn in yeah. these power dynamics of... I love part of what they're giving us. On the other side, I go... We have to, like, be vigilant in some ways. And, and what does that look like, I think, on the ground? That's mm-hmm. my question. I'll take it...
1: I'll wrap it yeah, a little yeah, bit if you please. want. So... I wanted to learn Tagalog, and I realized, I mean, I I can understand it fluently, but I don't hear it enough for it to come out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. And so I asked someone when he was going to the Philippines, I was like, hey, can you bring back some DVDs for me so I can hear Tagalog through the movies? Mm -hmm. Um, He came back, and he was like, there's nothing out there. They're all kind of bootleg right now, but like, um, I can't give you anything because everyone in the Philippines is watching streaming, and -hmm. they're watching Korean dramas. <laughs> and so no ones watching computer know, movies are watching free dramas, which you know, I'm that's I'm hooked to, right?
3: Yeah. You're great.
1: <laughs> so but I think that's really interesting of this global it is thing. we're so globalized. Mm-hmm. But but then it does we're now there's like these like the access and then the mm-hmm. the just you know, who has the power who I mean mm-hmm. K dramas and K pop is like running the world yeah. right now. Right? Yeah. So it's a different it's just a different game mm-hmm. now there's I don't yeah. know there's just a and there's different people at power in different places mm-hmm. right China economically mm-hmm. is in a whole other power position mm-hmm. and so you know Netflix and Google can can ride a certain train but in the next 10 years who, who knows Yeah, that that can shift
0: mm-hmm. Well, and Google just announced they're I think going back into China smart. Um, but it, it's smart because there's yeah. billions of people yeah but it's not an open Google right um, it's a sort of state-censored Google and it's interesting because Google supposedly is about uh, what's their tagline? Don't do no harm or, or something like that. Oh, is going to affect you. See? <laughs> How, if only there was this thing that could like answer questions that you have. Okay, so back to Google. <clears throat> uh, yeah, Google, yeah, I know, That's a do it. See, we're so we're like so reliant on these things yeah Yeah. um and their their stated claim is that they're 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 evil don't be evil don't be evil (laughs) and and that's what they're saying but then and and that's their like mission statement and they also are passionate about open access Mm -hmm. to everyone for all information and yet for economic reasons Mm -hmm. are agreeing with a state run Mm -hmm. you know regime to say we're going to censor specifically censor information from the people that we're providing this mm-hmm. this uh, tool to. Huh. And once again, you go, well, okay. You say you're about doing no evil, but at the same time, yeah. you're literally selling out in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so, <laughs> I feel like there was a second, you had the kimchi uh, question, and then there was oh, a yeah. the second element. That, oh yeah,
1: discipline.
0: <laughs> this, oh, that's right, disciplining. That <laughs> oh, 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 uh, oh. right. I, I, I,
1: I think oh. this might be a good conversation. Yeah. <laughs> the episode where um, where the professor, the white woman professor mm-hmm. was like mad, like she's like oh, you, you're being abused, right? And she's like, she just flicked me mm-hmm. on my forehead it's not that big of a deal. Well, it's because but... he flicked her kid first. Oh yeah, it <laughs> <her laughs> oh, no, right. It was yeah. She did have some that, now, right. There, there's
3: <laughs> a lot of
0: boundaries <laughs>
1: getting crossed no. in that episode. No. And it's like, feel it, I mean, he's yeah. expressing his feelings or something. I and don't yeah, don't really she's remember. like, we don't use the word. No,
2: no, no, that was clear. She's
3: like, we don't use the N word. He's like, I didn't use the n-word, yeah. and then there was like yeah. Black, yeah. I didn't, I'm so sorry, I didn't use n-word, she's like, no, not that word, we don't use no. I was cracking up. Oh.
1: The whole scene, I was yeah. like, it was, it was people, because it brought up so many other instances where, particularly with white women for some reason, and then huh. also other, you know, parenting styles is already very personal, period. Yeah. Yeah. Like, every parent has a very particular way of doing it, and is very protective of the way they decide how they want to parent. I get that, mm-hmm. and then it's, and then when you have other people... Mm-hmm. That you don't know even, and mm-hmm. people you do know mm-hmm. trying to tell you to parent. That's a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. But then you add the cross-cultural aspect, and it's a whole deal. Mm-hmm. And so, it also reminded me of Russell Peters, who,
0: yes. who saw, that
1: saw his like famous bit on like oh, um, beating your kids. Mm-hmm. And his his whole bit was basically, and he's Canadian. He's Canadian Indian. Um, he grew up with a lot of Jamaican mm-hmm. um, Canadians, and um, and so anyway, he was like his bit is white kid, white kids or white parents, you should beat your kids because they're going to feel bad because all the immigrant kids are getting beaten too, so what are they going to talk about on the you know, playground? And so, I mean, it's funny. I'm not funny, so I can't mm-hmm. communicate that way. But, but he got really popular for that one thing, and I, and I realized, like, yeah, because it resonates with a dollar. lot of, like, non-white mm-hmm. communities. Like, it mm-hmm. really resonates. And I remember when I first started working in South Seattle at the Union Gospel Mission, And there was a woman, white woman, who found out, oh, one of the kids, you know, when he would get disciplined, it would be by, like, a cord or by, you know, whatever different Mm -hmm. apparatus. For me, it was slippers and a newspaper and a belt. So, depending Mm -hmm. on the, you know, Mm -hmm. variation, that's what it was. But this woman was, like, really, like, we need to call CPS. Like, she was really Mm -hmm. ready to call CPS. And Mm -hmm. I thought, I don't even know how to begin to start telling you the cultural, like, that's you know, in this context, it's it's not as severe as you're seeing it. But I, I don't know how to like hmm. explain that to you in this no. moment because this is mm-hmm. it's not about you. This is about like no. their parenting style is a very different parenting style. Um, but then there's very real dangers and yes. very real mm-hmm. right. And, and it's not to say that immigrant families along with white families right. don't have issues around mm-hmm. um, abuse that we need no. to deal with as mm-hmm. as a community of people. So, I don't, it, it just got tricky, but yeah. I, I, I kind of like the way that they did it in, mm-hmm. in Kim's Convenience because it was <laughs> lighthearted, but it was, it talked about yeah. really real, real yeah. issues mm-hmm. yeah. of cultural differences.
0: And generational, too, right? Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean... Yeah, yeah. Because I don't, I have kids and we don't spank them. But I was spanked and my wife mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. and our, my mom and dad had a wooden spoon with... A Proverbs on it. Um, <laughs> uh, is
3: written, a dream.
0: written on it. Wow. Yeah. Uh, God, dis- God disciplines those He loves, and
3: oh, and, wow. that.
0: and I'm like, oh, this what is just uh-huh, 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 wow. Is, uh-huh.
3: is it big? It's a dedicated uh,
0: no, spoon. I mean it's like a like a, a wooden um, like stirring spoon, that oh, like she had you know written. And, like, Sharpie. Um, <laughs> kind of, wow. Was, like, yes, she it made. It was homemade. Yeah, it homemade. Yes, it was homemade. <laughs> wow. Um, and so, yeah, I,
1: I... See, you can share with yeah. your kids. On the oh, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Um, but, you <laughs> know, but I... Even that, I, like, I don't share a lot because yeah. some people... Oh, your parents did well. I'm like, but it wasn't... I, I, personally, as a child, never walked away feeling abused or abusive. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. there was, I was never spanked in anger, actually. It was one of the things. Like, well, my parents always stopped and they're like, we're gonna, you're gonna be spanked. And then like, we'd go over in the room and we'd sit down, we'd talk about Mm -hmm. it. That's why the spoon, you know. And Mm so I actually, that's one of the vivid memories. There was never a time where like, they came after me sort Mm -hmm. of a thing, you know. Mm -hmm. And then I'm reading today a memoir of a person describing their childhood and had siblings and describing being outside while hearing the horrors of Mm -hmm. their sibling. being. And, but what's actually being described is exactly what I would experience. But the way this person is mm-hmm. describing it, it's like this horror story right. of abuse and violence mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And I go, again, that's the generational thing. And I say, I want to acknowledge the real problems mm-hmm. of, of domestic violence. But how do, yeah, how do you advise people? How do you confront it? Especially mm-hmm. when cultures clash. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially when you have a punk little kid in your convenience store who's <laughs> tearing mm-hmm. the place up. So, yeah.
3: And I think what is discipline? Exactly. Like, we don't use no, Mm
0: -hmm.
3: like, how is that going to benefit anybody, (laughs) like seriously, (laughs) like how we don't do, like I think that there are certain extremes that we, that people take, Mm -hmm. you know, in the sake of not being, Mm -hmm. you know, an abuser, so you don't Mm -hmm. use no, or you don't, you know, when you say I don't discipline my child, I'm always like, what does that Mm -hmm. mean? Do you give them time out? Are there consequences for when they do things wrong? that can be seen as a form of discipline. Mm-hmm. If you're thinking about it as, like, a physical discipline, okay, mm-hmm. well, then no. that's your thing. Right. But I think that it's way more complicated. Because, yeah. I mean, like, all my siblings got, they got it.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I did not. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting.
0: interesting.
3: One, I just didn't get caught. so. I- <laughs> but, but also, like, my mom didn't need to. Like, yeah. she'd yell at me, she'd raise her voice, and I'd be, like, crying, like, oh, <laughs> it wasn't necessary for me to not do the wrong thing so I think that you know it is just a matter of back to intention how is it being used like you know can your parents go and not do when they're angry and say this is just a consequence of you you know breaking a rule or you know and that I mean that gets really complicated that woman though
0: (laughs) (laughs) this is the mom you're talking about oh my mom yeah
3: First of all, just as a professor, <laughs> like some I mean, of the things that she's talking I was about, I kind of like the boat people or like she was talking Ew, about yeah. When, yeah. when they oh, came over cool. here, you yeah. mean on the airplane? It <laughs> must have been so sad for you. I just <laughs> like, I just wanted to already kind of punch the screen <laughs> mm-hmm. anyway. And so then when the kid is like running around and I'm like,
1: yeah.
3: nope, he was totally in the right. You don't go damaging the store now, the flicking of another person's kid, I yeah, mean, that's a little. <laughs> yeah. That may be a little much. You
0: overstepped. I don't yeah, know, yeah, overstepped, yeah. but
3: I would have at least said, hey, no, mm-hmm. no, no, yeah. no, no, no. And, and totally, she has to go. Mm-hmm. Professor hmm. or not. I get the impulse, though. I'm not sure. <laughs> I do, to. And it's
1: I'm
2: like going.
0: Kind of satisfying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then they redeem it too. Like he does right. it to his grown daughter yeah. at the end, and yeah. it's it's yeah. it's very clearly not mm-hmm. abusive. Right. But it's and he even laughs, right? Like it's yeah. like ah ha ha ha, ha you yeah. know, right? I got just sort of a thing. Yeah.
3: But he add, he, he also says you can flick like if if mm-hmm. I wasn't a good mm-hmm. dad to you, like mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. I wasn't good to you, like flick me, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. oh yeah, flick yeah, me yeah, back, uh-huh. yeah. Like so it wasn't like in a sense of like if you felt like the day was wrong like re- reconcile mm. it like you have space to do that too
1: but I think the generational thing too right like mm-hmm. makes a big mm-hmm. would Janet and Joan like do that with their kids yeah I yeah. don't
0: know I, yeah I, it's a different thing I think the main reason my wife and I don't is because it wouldn't matter like our children our individual <laughs> children I could just spank them as much and it'd be like well, keep, keep it coming keep, it, keep, it, keep, it, keep on hey huh. huh <laughs> Oh, that's
3: funny. But it is a cultural thing because I do have yeah. friends who don't yeah. spank their children yeah. and they're African-American and yeah. they get flat for it because yeah.
0: supposedly mm-hmm. the African-American culture, everybody yeah. spanks their kids, which isn't true. true. Mm-hmm. Do you but think it's similar to, back to sort of like, so as we have this sort of clash of cultures or, or mm-hmm. intersection of cultures, the sort of end result, so there's some way that we all sort of organize society. So do you call DHS, you know, or not, mm-hmm. right, yeah. right? I wonder if... Similar to what you all were saying about, like, my grandfather versus a Mr. Kim and their natural prejudices and the consequences of it. Is it right to say, or, or maybe like a, just a best practice to go, whatever it is, whatever we decide to do in this given moment, and they're all very specific moments, do we call child protective services or not? Is, it, is there some rightness to say maybe the, the dominant culture person shouldn't be the one that has the last word in it? right so so that the mm-hmm. the benefit of the doubt should go to the to the let's say minority or marginalized culture in that context. I don't know if that's the right way to go about it, but it would make me think because the your colleague mm-hmm. what you, it was a woman you said mm-hmm. is she a white woman? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's almost like she then had the power to say whatever whatever we negotiate here, it's my preferences from my understanding of discipline that. rules the day right and it ultimately is what makes the decision and not that she's entirely wrong but perhaps in that context we should say well maybe you get to have a a a louder voice in that conversation i don't know what how does that strike you
1: so i worked with i ran a home for teen moms and we ran across parenting styles and cultural differences Mm -hmm. quite a bit Mm -hmm. But it was, it's always a hard call, right? Like case by case, it's always a difficult call. We, we tried to err on, as an organization, we erred on calling and checking if we, mm-hmm. hey, is this reportable? And that's how we, you know, that's how the program directors would, would go about it. But we did it in a way where we processed it with each other mm-hmm. and we, and we um, so I my, my staff would come to me and we would talk about it and run through all the scenarios mm-hmm. and then, you know, and then if we weren't sure still we would call and say, is this yeah. reportable? But you know, in it, I think we had to look at all the angles around it. Mm-hmm. What are the implications? If they do come, mm-hmm. do they have a track record? Is this mm-hmm. something that they have been called on before? Are they gonna lose their children, which would make them lose mm-hmm. their jobs maybe, which make yeah. them you know, mm-hmm. so what are the we it's not just this like impulsive, mm-hmm. I, I see something wrong, I need to fix it. It's the this there's a larger ecosystem around yeah. this family that we need to consider, and if we're caring for them, what's the most loving thing that we can do at this moment? And so, it's hard, I mean, again, parenting is a really, <laughs> really specific thing, and God bless every parent in the world. I, um, I bow down to all of you, because like, <laughs> so, I mean, like, that's, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> as a non-parent, um, biological parent, that makes, there's decisions all the time, and I, I hmm. don't, I, I see that as a really heavy mantle But as someone who has had to be is a mandated reporter, someone who's you know, there's all those considerations as well, and so and yeah, you have to check your. I have to check my own privilege, my own perspective, my own every single time. And but I think doing it in community helps a lot, where it's not just me making the shots or my you know staff person making the shots on their own.
0: I guess it's my ongoing question of maybe let's not talk about kids or spanking, but other things where you encounter what are clearly cultural differences but really do go, I, there's something ethically that I that either bothers me about it, right? Mm-hmm. That I go, so there's, even, even let's say within a U.S. or Western culture, there are different subcultures, for example, mm-hmm. that yeah. treat women very differently. Yep. And I go, that's just not okay. Like the way you're speaking to your yep. spouse is not cool with me. And I understand we, <laughs> you know, maybe you're from... I don't want to name the, <laughs> right. the region. Uh, <laughs> different region, let's say a non-region where I'm from. Um, and I go, that just, I under, I get that there's a cultural difference here, but at the same time, at some point I feel like it's, it's actually a moral or ethical thing. And I'm, I'm constantly trying to navigate that too, of saying what, where then is my responsibility? And it's probably all down to what you're saying. It's hyper contextual and, right. um, specific. Mm-hmm. And there's not like a, here's what we should always do in these situations. Mm-hmm. But, but man... It'd be nice, right? If we just had rules, like or the three yeah. rules for intersectional engagement, and is what you do. Uh, that doesn't work, though. Does it? Mm-hmm. Tamisha's laughing at me. I, I am laughing at I you. <laughs>
1: Cross-cultural is the harder work. It is because we don't live in a. We're not mm-hmm. monolithic people. We're mm-hmm. not. You know. Is
0: that the right word? Monolithic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I think so. I mean, yeah. I, I if, as much as I interact with and deal with. Culture broadly, various mm-hmm. cultures, and I'm comfortable with it. I think there's a lot of times where I go, yeah, no, I just I'd rather it be way easier. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's I think my biggest probably failure is I go mm-hmm. back to why can't this just be easier? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, it's because it's not. <laughs> Life isn't easy. Mm-hmm. And thank you for saying parenting isn't easy because
1: it's not. They <laughs> hard just man. Just babysitting's hard man. Oh my <laughs> gosh.
0: Well, if you were gonna say. Here's one thing you wanted us to walk away from this meal. Mm -hmm. Thinking, knowing, feeling. And if we walked away without that thought or feeling, it would have been a a failure. What's the thing we should walk away with?
1: So if I'm staying true to my Filipinoness, it's actually not about what I want you Mm -hmm. to walk away with. Mm -hmm. What... Have you walked away with? And what have you felt in the your... I felt like we went deeper in because we had the tamarinds. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And I
2: like the tart, sour, yeah. mm-hmm. kind of vinegary, mm-hmm. which I think is because I always think of American food, especially as sweeter or like Western. Yeah. It's always a sweeter palate. So I like those more. It's got more of a little mm. savory,
0: mm-hmm. sour mm-hmm. kick mm-hmm. to it. So. Do you have a good time? I wasn't prepared to respond to my question.
3: I know. I was eating less no, I was, I was eating, it's so I wasn't you. paying attention to the question. Mm-hmm. Um, I discovered, that, you know how like you thought you finished and then you mm-hmm. look into your boy like, oh, <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so I, what was the question? What did you, what, what did, did you, you walk away with? Food. Lots of good food. Mm-hmm. One, which is always the important thing. Um, I think just thinking about the complexities of all of the different things we talked about, family mm-hmm. dynamics, representation, agency, like mm-hmm. none of this stuff will ever be easy and the moment we think we found a framework to you know it starts to break down but that's Mm -hmm. just kind of like the nature of things we will always be on our toes if we really want to be in the space of Mm -hmm. engaging with one another and across difference Mm -hmm. it's just a constant posture we'll be in
2: i'm also very aware of our our u.s american mindset and this is a canadian show so i'm always thinking like because Mm -hmm. i have good friends who live in canada now and I did a Korean Canadian Mm -hmm. Canadian conference out there one year and I was very conscious of like Mm -hmm. okay how is this different and like and because I never really thought about it until I had people I care about who live there and visiting Toronto Mm -hmm. and being like oh Canadians are are different it's like a very different Mm -hmm. so I want to be mindful of that too as we Mm -hmm. watch the show and talk about it yeah that's
0: a really good point yeah because yeah did we do we even bring up the Canadianness of this yet?
1: Yeah,
2: not with, really. With and,
0: so,
1: yeah. and can I, I, we, even if we wanted to? Yeah, because yeah, it, I, I, I know, wouldn't but, be prepared to do that. Yeah, any yeah because about.
2: I do think U.S. people... Or we mm-hmm. think race <clears> is <throat> on our mind all yeah. the time. We're always all thinking about... So I don't oh, know I'm how sure. it is from oh, a Canadian oh, yeah. perspective. Because I actually went there to do a race thing hmm. with my friend. Who, we're both American sport yeah. in Pennsylvania, so... But, like... So I realized the way you get at race. I talked about it, but it was because it was a mostly Asian group. Hmm. They kind of resonated with me, but hmm. the white people who were in the room too, it was hard for them, like yeah. because you don't talk about stuff because Canadians are really nice and you don't like conflict hmm. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting to
1: huh. like. Most of my family's yeah. Canadian. Okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, on both sides, and uh. We don't talk about it very
2: right. Much. Right. Yeah, you're right. It's a very US But I think yeah, country. I
1: think race in Canada has a, it has it has played out historically different for them. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Not that they don't have their issues. Of course, yeah. But it's not to the to the same degree and the same historical yeah. like it just it's not the same narrative. Yeah. They're just very different. Right. And oh, it's interesting yeah. even
3: how it plays out in the it plays out or doesn't play out in the show. Like yeah. even the, the joke about her not using them, not using the N word. Like mm-hmm. I don't know how the N word is used yeah. in Canada, <laughs> right, right, right. or if that is just a joke for you know they know it's partly going to be an yeah. American yeah. audience, or it's just something known. Did they as deal a part with that of, in
1: their history the way that we dealt with that? Yeah. Right, right. History, and yeah. so
3: it's like where do where do these jokes even mm-hmm. come from? And you don't even see a lot of the racial dynamics, even within the show. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. there's there's I guess how I would say it if this is right that there are ethnic dynamics Important. interesting yeah, but yeah. not necessarily racial, racial yeah. dynamics, mm-hmm. which is pretty interesting
2: the original play though there's an interaction with the father and a black person in mm. the store In, in the theatrical mm-hmm. production so i don't know if
0: um. i will say the only time where maybe race per se comes in and maybe this is a good segue to one of our next couple of conversations is when june takes the knife from the actual guy that's holding up the store oh. and then he has the knife and he's like showing off his skills when the cop comes uh, in uh, uh, and gets uh, him on uh, the right. ground the assumption one. is you're holding up the store right, um, right, right. which now again then a black cop comes in right, right, so that's right, all interesting right, right. too but I didn't know if that was more a just you are like a male with a knife or if it was a racialized thing there. Well see I, I
3: didn't even take it as a racialized oh, thing. She was just like because it's a Canadian show. Yeah. And I'm aware of my own like it was yeah. just, he literally was the one with yeah, the knife. The knife. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. When mm-hmm. she walked in the store. Yeah. And so when mm-hmm. it was like, no, we, you know, she's my brother, da 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 Well, no, yeah. I have to confirm that, I have to confirm that. And yeah, then yeah. the cop mm-hmm. comes in and is like, hey, I know them. And then it was like, oh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Kind of. So I don't know how yeah. much of it weird from our own yeah. context, especially yeah, with yeah. officers, yeah. are projecting. Yeah. Yeah. But like, what actually happened, huh. mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily interpret it as a race thing. Huh. Mm -hmm. But I don't know what the Canadian... (laughs) (laughs) To all the the Canadians out there who are listening, if you want to, you know...
0: Let us know. Let us know,
3: you know, send us an email and say, actually, that'd be good.
0: Well, it would be, I mean, interesting as as you host us, Tamisha, to, to, like, for us to maybe unpack that a little bit, and Mm -hmm. between now and then we can uh, ask a few folks, because I I agree, like, I even project onto that Mm -hmm. in some ways that might be inappropriate, Mm -hmm. uh, Totally. Well, my takeaway is just this, like, it's, it's, it's both fun, but then also sometimes discouraging and, I, cause I don't know what to do with this like radical, infinite complexity mm-hmm. of, of all of these conversations. I, I feel totally inadequate to have them mm-hmm. and, and yet I'm in all these places and roles where like we have to and in some cases i'm asked to like lead them mm-hmm. and i go i don't think i have the uh, the tools or the, the competency to but it's still so important we have to um, there's some phrase i can't remember what it was but about things being complex and we don't want to be on this, this have the simplicity on this side of complexity but want to long for or attain the simplicity that's on the other side of complexity mm-hmm. but there's some sense of like walking through that that you can kind of come out on a Simple is not the right word or simplistic, but there is a, a simpleness, a, an elegance or something on the other side that might be a pipe dream, <laughs> but it is something that would be interesting to, to aspire toward, but maybe it comes through meals. It's, it's easier to talk about these complexities with delicious food so thank you thank you very much yeah, for it's just hosting thank you. us and I don't think there's anything I didn't eat
3: me neither no. yeah same here good it's thing we are good eaters
0: yes we should say that for all the people that have reached out to us to say can we join your podcast the answer is we will have a competition if you're a good eater that's so true though yeah you can join us because you got to be yeah well thank you all and look forward to the next time Thanks again for joining our Progressive TV Dinner. For those interested in more conversations on all things theology and culture, find past episodes of the Cutter Calloway podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or CutterCalloway.com. As always, thanks to Day Salah Thompson for the sweet tunes. And a special word of thanks to the generous sponsor of this episode, the Asian American Center at Fuller Theological Seminary.